Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to an episode of A Quick Shot of Romance. Um, I am joined this time by podcast contributor Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. So excited to talk about Ignite today. <laughs> yeah, so am I. You're kind of become our Melanie Harlow authority here. Like, <laughs> you're a go-to girl, so... And this is the first time we're doing this in a long time. We are actually releasing this quick shot the day after the book releases. So we will make sure to leave it free of spoilers um, to the best of our ability. But this is such a great read. <laughs> um, so like we said, in this episode, we're reviewing Ignite by Melanie Harlow. This is Cloverleaf Farms book number six. It is the next generation of the Sawyer family. Is that correct? I think so. I don't want to spoil anything, but it hints at it being like a next generation for possibly all of Melanie Harlow. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's not really a spoiler. We can we can kind of talk about that. Okay. Read us the synopsis from Goodreads and then we can get into all of the fun stuff. My new neighbor is a firefighter and a scorching hot single dad, but I swear I didn't set off that smoke alarm on purpose. And I was beyond mortified when he rushed in and saw me naked. Nothing happened, of course, because I, Winnie McAllister, romance junkie and owner of a constantly broken heart, have sworn off men for one solid year. Even protective men with chiseled jaws, bulging biceps, and deep brown eyes that make me my breath come faster. Even former seals with broad chests and strong hands that make my skin sizzle. Even gorgeous, grumpy guys who have their hands full, raising two adorable little girls and claim they don't believe in love. Until Dex kisses me one night and I drop all my defenses, also my underwear. He says he's not gentle and he's right. He says I should take the dream job I'm offered in another state and he's right. He says he's too old for me and could never be the man I deserve. He's wrong. Dex and I might be 12 years apart, but the fire between us is the kind that will never burn out. How can I convince him to give happily ever after with me a chance? Um, so the release date of this is November 22nd of 2021. And this episode is releasing on November 23rd, uh, 2021. I had to look at my cam uh, calendar to make sure <laughs> the dates, right? Um, so tropes in the single dad, girl next door, age gap, and this is a family series. Um, and put out percentage was 39%. And when it pops, it pops. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is one thing Melanie Harlow never fails to deliver on. Like there's always, you never get more than like 40% in her, like your, your, her books, sometimes maybe it's halfway, but never more than halfway. And it's reliably like early it's, in the book. Well, it's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and she doesn't rush it. Like it was a natural progression. There was a kiss previous. Um, he sees her naked butt. <laughs> <laughs> that scene oh my gosh oh i was cracking up there is a scene where um winnie who is the main female heroine her smoke alarm goes off and she lives in a townhouse so she shares a wall adjoining wall with dex's townhouse and he's getting the girls ready um 
for bed and or to go out to a party. Here's getting ready to go out to a party. He hears her smoke alarm go off. He races down the stairs into her house upstairs, finds her standing on a suitcase trying to take the battery out of her smoke detector so it will stop beeping. And she's only holding like a washcloth <laughs> over her naughty bits. And the little girls <laughs> are like, Winnie, we see your butt. <laughs> it it was... is the funniest scene. I love that scene so much. <laughs> I just giggled. Oh my God. It was so funny. So funny and well written. And you felt like you were there with that moment and you could feel Winnie's mortification. You could also feel Dex's like, He's already attracted to her and he's trying to be like the good guy, but you know, he doesn't oh want to be the good guy. She crawls into the bathroom. <laughs> yes, when she like, comes she doesn't down. like get up and run into the bathroom. Like she crawls. <laughs> <laughs> well, she fell off the suitcase and just like army crawls as fast as she can over to the bathroom and shuts the door and won't come out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so funny um so let's talk about winnie a little bit um i think she is a fantastic char character now i do want to say i read this book as a complete standalone i have read other melanie harlow books but i have never read cloverleaf arms much to everybody's everybody's stress like they're like becky read it i haven't but i read this one <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, you should read Irresistible because it is the first one in that series. You don't have to read them all, but I definitely like that one. And it it has so many parallels to Winnie's story. Well, but one of the things that I love is that it is distinctly different. So well, anybody- We'll, we'll like, talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about <laughs> the parallels and the differences because that's, that's something that I have an interesting thought about. Okay. So- Winnie is the daughter of the um, characters in Irresistible. This is their their daughter. Um, she's grown. She's 22. And Winnie is the quintessential girl next door. She loves her family. She has a best friend. She gets along with everybody. Um, she's, she's funny. So nice. She's such so a nice being and she's such a sweetheart like oh, I love her as an adult so much <laughs> well and she so one of Winnie's problems that has created the situation where she's given up relationships for a year um is that she feels one of her biggest faults is she gets attached and falls in love too quickly and she has dated her share of um not good guys and she's had her heart broken a lot. And um, you feel her heartbreak. You feel her trepidation and her self-doubt through this story, like through the whole story. And um, there's a great line towards the end where she's like, I think she's talking to Ellie, her best friend. And she's like, I want someone to give me the grand gesture for them to come running after me instead of me running after them yeah and that's another thing too like she doesn't trust her judgment anymore she's kind of leery overall because of how quickly she falls in love she doesn't know like 
she doesn't know that she's a good judge of character because the guys that she's dated in the past have not been great guys. Um, I mean, especially her most recent ex that has prompted this, you know, year of adventure. He, he dumps her right after graduation and they were planning to move to New York together. And basically like he just drops her like a hot potato um, and he's not very nice about it. And it was a guy she thought she's going to be with forever. Um, So she's really kind of, you know, taking a step back from this rushing into romance um, when there's Dex who moves in next door and he's recently divorced and he's got two kids and he is grumpy. He is so grumpy, grumpy, Lindsay. He is. is Probably I would say the grumpiest hero that Melanie Harlow has ever written. (laughs) He was like grumpy and not like almost a curmudgeon for like a 34 year old man he was crusty oh yeah and he does not believe in happily ever afters his little girls tell you that right away right away right away you learn that oh he is he's not no happy happy ever after he's done he's cynical his life is about his girls and that's it well, and he's coming off of a divorce. Um, so some of the things that we should say about him is he is a Navy SEAL. He has recently left um, the military, has come home, and it ends up being he came, he retired from the military too late to salvage his marriage. The more you read the story, you can figure out that that marriage never should have been what it was anyway. Um, but because of this bad and it wasn't a bitter divorce. It just was, it was two people who never should have gotten married. Um, okay. it, so it's not bitter. They both love their girls. They interact just fine together. I do want to fuss at him a little bit when he's kind of crazy at her, at the mom of the girls for wanting to know what's going on with them. Um, Cause I'm a parent and I'm a bit of a control freak and you know, him. I'm I still married both- to their father and I want to know what he's doing about that and stuff so <laughs> I like I think most women behave that way about their children even yeah. when they're married like yeah. divorce or not <laughs> so, <laughs> in the realm of reasonable <laughs> right so because of the divorce and also because of his parents relationship and I'm not going to spoil any of that you can you learn all about some of his history and why he feels about relationships and marriage the way he does. Um, He's sworn off all relationships, doesn't believe in happily ever after. He is not going to ever date or get married again. Um, He just wants to be the best dad he can be to his girls. So I just, and I love, (laughs) so the interactions with the girls when he is sleeping or playing possum, (laughs) (laughs) are some of the best moments so you know and lee and i've talked about this a couple of different times sometimes when we get kid romances like a nanny romance or you know a single parent romance sometimes you either get too much kid that you don't feel the chemistry between the grown-ups and then sometimes you don't hardly see the kids like you're like okay, why did you say it was this? Just so you could get together or whatever. This was the perfect balance of kids in a story and the adult 
grown-up content that we want. Yes. And another thing is like, he is not a single dad all the time. Like he has time with his kids and time away from his kids because their mom is very much in the picture. Um, they're, True. you know, they're all staying in the same area so that they can be close together. He'd had opportunities to move in other places and he chose to stay, um, because of his kids and, um, wanting to be part of their lives, which is, a new thing for him too. That's, that's also an interesting thing. I thought we saw in the story is like, you know, with his backstory, he really comes into being a dad, not just a dad, but a good dad. Um, that was really cool. Well, and he wasn't there for their young lives because of being off for tours of duty in his career. And so now he's back in town as a firefighter, but these, there's some moments with these girls, not just the suitcase. Um, but we learn like the opening credits we learn from Luna and Haley who are his daughters exactly who their dad is like while they think he is sleeping they are sitting there critiquing him like he snores he has hair in his nose there's a great scene where they're eating Cheetos while he sleeps and they touch him and get like orange Cheeto cheese dust on him. It's so funny. It's hysterical. <laughs> but also like they're constantly like critiquing him, not just when he's asleep, like when he's awake too. Like they have this routine where they're like, oh, today you get a one. Right. Like, oh, they score him. Or like your day is a 10 and they negotiate like how good he's doing as a dad in the mornings. It's really cute. Well, and they live in a small town. So of course, with small town romances, there's always going to be like crossover and connections. And uh, Dex quickly thinks that he can avoid his neighbor until he realizes that she is the cousin to his best friend. And that his kids love her. Oh, and her kids love her. love her. Yeah. And I think like the, there's a lot of the kids in the story and they're kind of the glue that binds them together because even when Dex is like, no, I'm going to stay away from her. Like, no, this is not a good idea to be around her. Like, no, I can't temper my attraction. The kids are like, what's Winnie doing? Can we do this with Winnie? Let's hang out with Winnie. <laughs> yeah. And Winnie just wants, she's just a good person. She is a nice person and so she's always like yeah of course you can come over and visit the cat or hey look I brought you celebratory cupcakes or you know I had this idea and I thought you guys could do it too and something that Melanie Harlow does and she does really well and she did it in the last book in the Bellamy Creek series with Tie Me Down the kids have something about them that some people would think is a quirk or unusual or um, different. And Melanie does a great job of trying to normalize those things. Um, So we're in a situation where Haley does not, she wants to always wear something on her feet. She does not like to be barefoot. And um, I was just really impressed with how she handled that. It didn't, it wasn't this glaring, like, Let's use this as a story part or um, a literary tool to kind of help make a connection between um, Winnie and Dex or anything like that. It just was a character trait to that child. And she kind of helped talk about it 
normalize it. Um, and it just kind of endeared me a little bit more to Melanie Harlow. Like it just, she just has a special way to do that. Cause we've seen it. She did it. Like I said, in time me down, she did it with, um, a child that was a male who wanted to wear nail polish and skirts and tutus. And she just normalized it. Just, it is what it is. This is who that person is. And for Haley, she doesn't want to be barefoot. And Winnie, you know, just accepts it and like, Hey, we can work with this. We've got this. It's no big deal. Yeah, um, I and I just thought that was well done. Yeah, it was well done. And she's done that a couple times. She also has another book where with another single dad who has an autistic son. Um, and that one was really well done too. And I like that she handles, I like to see, you know, parents struggle really hard with these things. And I think she handles it like both sides of it, like realistically portraying the child, but also realistically portraying like how a parent would struggle with that and work to like, you know, not overcome those issues, but like, no, but you as a parent would feel the best life they can in the face yeah. of um, some serious, very serious challenges and very scary things. Cause like even little things like the socks with um, Hallie, like it's a, it's a big deal. Um, they, they know that she has obsessive compulsive tendencies and like they work to overcome them. But also Winnie really feels a deep connection to these kids because, you know, obviously when she was young, like we see in her story with Irresistible, you know, um, they're, you know, her and her sisters, they've just basically been abandoned by their mom with their dad. And she, like, she really helps the kids realize, like, even though this is a hard situation you're in, you're very lucky because you have two parents who are present and who love you. And yeah, you know, it's just really well done. <laughs> it is. Okay, so let's talk about this being the next gen of the Cloverleaf Farms series. Um, so I read this as a standalone. And I was not lost or confused. The author hints at some other stories, past couples, but also future couples throughout without making the pages feel crowded, which is a huge thing for me because some authors, when they write a family series or a next gen series, sometimes they're trying to introduce you to all these other characters. So you're engaged to know who all the players are, but at times it can make the chemistry feel diluted between the couple and the pages feel crowded. And Melanie Harlow does not do that at all. I feel like you can pick up one of her books and read it out of order and you are not lost. Um, her characters, you know, they might feel, feel familiar, but if you re you can truly read any one of her books as a standalone and not be lost. So, um, okay. So let's talk about this because it's, it's talked about a little bit in the book and I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but we kind of mentioned there's some references to Winnie's parents' story, which is irresistible, which is book one in the Cloverleaf Farms. Um, me as a reader, I was grateful to have not read Irresistible in a way previous because that made this story feel very fresh and new and quirky. And I loved it. And I really want to tell you all about the ending scene, but I'm not going to, but I'm just going to say it's really freaking amazing. I loved it. 
I loved it. Sex scenes are amazing. They're so hot <laughs> together. Like the love story is good. The family dynamics are good. You get to see, oh my gosh, it's just so good. <laughs> yeah. But now, and don't spoil anything, but you read Irresistible. I did. And that's one of the things that I really wanted to talk about is that it is distinctly different. I like one of the things when I first read this, I didn't know, um, I didn't expect Winnie's story to be the first in the next gen. I thought we'd see uh, Mariah and Chip's story first because she dropped some hints on that first. But I was really excited when this book came out because I loved Winnie and Irresistible. She's got like such a fresh, innocent um, kind of demeanor about her. And I, I loved adult Winnie because if you read that book and you read this book, it like... Winnie evolves into an adult as you would expect. Like she is just like a really genuinely sweet child and she turns into a really genuinely sweet person. But the parallels between her romance and and um, Franny and Max's romance are, you know, fairly different. Um, it's fairly different. It's not exactly the same. Um, there's a lot of things that differ. Uh, one of the things that is very different is like Winnie has a best friend. Um, Franny is really struggling in her book because she doesn't feel close with anyone but her mom. Like Franny's been very sheltered and it's, it's it reads very different because of how distinctly different those characters' backgrounds are. And you really get a lot of that, I think, in Winnie's story to see like just how influential Franny has been as a mother figure to her because like she doesn't even think of her mom as a mom like she thinks of Franny as her mom and um as a like as a result of like that dynamic um and just a lot of other things it's a very unique story it does not read like a repeat at all um there's very like aside from the age gap and you know, Mac having a similar background and then being a single dad, like there's not really that many parallels outside of that. He is, Mac is a much more, if you haven't read this and you've read Irresistible, Mac is, <laughs> Mac looks like sunshine compared to death. <laughs> <laughs> and Mac was not a super happy character. Like he was, you know, he was a single dad who was like completely struggling. Like he was really struggling. Well, you get some little glimpses of her dad in this book. And he's just the kindest. He's just the kindest to his girls. And you can tell he loves his girls and Dex really loves his girls. So I just, I see it. Okay, let's get to our questions because I really don't want to spoil this for anyone <laughs> since it just released the, yesterday. Um, and I want people to pick this up and read it and it will be available in Kindle Unlimited. So everybody should be able to grab this one. Um, Lindsay, did you like this book? I did. And my favorite thing about it was oddly not the story itself, but the foreshadowing of the next books in the series. <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> yeah, I think that's next spring. So um, I too like this book. I'm slowly becoming a huge Melanie Harlow fan. She's a newer to me author, um, but she gives us good HEAs. So I did like this book. Um, who do you think would typically like this book? Uh, definitely any Melanie Harlow fans, any people who are interested in like a really a second gen book done well, it doesn't read like a second gen book, it reads um, very fresh. And basically anyone in the mood for a hanker, uh, in the mood for some smoking hot firefighter. <laughs> Single dads. Um, 
Yeah, if you like single dad romances, honestly, this one was really a little bit more rom-com-ish than some of her previous books, I would say. So if you read Avery Flynn, um, Jiffy Kate, this falls right into line um, with those two uh, authors. Um, Lindsay, would you recommend this book? Uh. <laughs> um yes yes Lindsay would um uh, we should thank uh author melanie harlow for the um advanced readers copy of this book so that we could launch the episode around her release um so thank you melanie and social butterfly pr for that um and I, too, would recommend this book. Uh, Melanie Harlow is someone I do recommend now um, as I've read more and more from her. If you have a book that you think we should review for a quick shot of romance, make sure you send us an email at thebees at bookcaseandcoffee.com because we would love to talk about the books that you want us to talk about. Um, Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Um, (laughs) she's always willing to talk melanie harlow um thank you thank you everyone for listening and happy reading find us on instagram at buzzing about romance or on twitter at buzzing romance if you like the podcast please leave a review if you'd like to support us directly join the bookcase and coffee patreon and receive exclusive content only available to patreon members check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes